Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. This time, I'm revisiting the movie The Box. I'm a big Richard Kelly fan based on exclusively Donnie Darko. The first time I saw Donnie Darko, it was recommended to me, blew my mind. I saw it many other times, picked up the director's cut when they released that, picked up the special edition when they released that, that had all the versions and all the extras, and even got another version when Arrow Video did a steelbook version, which was a better picture and gave you the different versions of the movie, too. I'm a big Donnie Darko fan. I just like what he did with the movie, both the director's cut. I I think the director's cut gives you too much. I I like it better, left a little bit open to the imagination. Everything was still there. He just explained a little more in the director's cut. And so I've been following Richard Kelly ever since and was not the biggest fan of Southland Tales. I do own that movie. It's been out of print for a while, and there's a new special edition coming, so maybe I'll revisit that. And he tried to make several other movies. He worked on the script uh, for Domino, uh, the Tony Scott film, based on the real person, and he called that a privilege and was really happy with how that turned out, and was working on a movie with James Gandolfini when James Gandolfini died, so that movie didn't get made, and he was working on another movie that didn't get made. So um, he now is working on some big thriller, he says. But anyway, in 2009, he released The Box. It was based on a short story, Richard, uh, based on a short story written by Richard Matheson, who I'm also a huge fan. Discovered Richard Matheson when I was a kid. Um, he's the one who wrote the original story, The Last Man on Earth, that Vincent Price made into a movie. Then Charlton Heston made it into The Omega Man, and they, you know, they made it into a movie with Will Smith a few years back. So. Richard Matheson's movie or books and short stories have been made into movies, TV shows a lot um, over the course of history. His stories just adapt well. And this, The Box, is based on a story called Button Button. came out in 1970. It was printed in Playboy. Uh, was used for an episode of the 80s version of The Twilight Zone, but he never liked it because they changed the ending and changed how it all kind of played out. So Richard Kelly got the rights and wrote the script based on the original story. Not having read the original story, I'm not sure how closely it follows it, but I would assume it's pretty good. What I've always liked about the box, but it's always been remembered as a disappointment to me, and it was made on a $30 million budget and went on to gross about $33 million, so not exactly a, a, a thriving success. Um, but I remember watching it when it came out, me just being meh, you know, ambivalent towards the whole thing. When it was over, I'm like, well, it was well made. I don't know, you know. So it's been years since I watched it, and we've got the COVID thing going on, and I'm revisiting things, and I had the opportunity to scroll through my Voodoo Movies Anywhere account and see what I had streaming. And there's some movies I have digital copies of, movies that I've had for years that I may not have watched a second time. So I was scrolling through, and that popped up, and I was like, Okay, it's a Richard Kelly movie, and I remember thinking it was just okay, so let me watch it again. I will say that I enjoyed it a heck of a lot better now. Eleven years later, um, maybe I was in the mood for it. Maybe it just hit me better this time. Maybe I didn't overbuild it up before I watched it since I had remembered it being a disappointment. But if you don't know the story, I will not tell you how it all works out, but the the gist of the story is the spoiler of the story. Um And there's hints to what's going on dropped throughout the movie, which I didn't catch the first time around. I kept little things, but there's some major things telegraphed early on, and they explain a few things if you pay attention to what's going on without coming right out and saying a few things. 
Um, but the gist of the story is a couple who have some financial problems. It's the 70s. Um, a gentleman comes to them and offers them a choice. He gives them a box. If they push the button, someone they don't know will die, but they will get $1 million. He gives the wife a $100 bill and says, thank you for your time. Let me know how you decide, and we will go from there. And so they discuss this. Well, we don't know them. We need the money, and it goes back and forth. And I, I, that's, that's a great piece of MacGuffin <laughs> to build a movie or a book around or just a story. It's a great idea of this moral dilemma. You need the money, and whoever's going to die, you don't know, but... But it's not the right thing to do. But, but you know, and, and that. So when I watched it the first time, I remember I thought that whole process, either do it or don't do it, just move on. But watching it now, it was handled very well. Um, they both present both sides to it. And it's it's Cameron Diaz's character, the wife, who ultimately, Norma, who decides to push the button. Let me say that James Marsden is great in the movie. So is Cameron Diaz. And so is Frank Langella, who plays the mysterious stranger, Alistair. Um I can't fault anything with the movie making, the acting. It's well acted. The plot plays out well. The special effects are great. Um, It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Special Effects and lost. I think it was an Academy Award. It was nominated for an effects award, but lost to uh, Sherlock Holmes, which came out that same year. Um, But the effects on Frank Langella's face are very well done for the time. Not a whole lot of special effects in the movie, not a whole science fiction slant to it, but there is if you pay attention to what's going on. And when you ultimately find out what is going on, then there's definitely a bit of a, of a science fiction slant to the whole story. Um, but it's really about the characters and the moral dilemma and what would you do? And, and I find that's the best conversation to have after this movie is what would you do? Would you do it for a million dollars? And how the scenarios play out and how it almost kind of becomes a, uh, a butterfly effect of, of effects and people dying and things. It's very interesting. And the why for it all, well, I don't want to get into spoilers. Maybe I'll do a second one. We, we can talk about the ramifications of why it was all happening. But if you haven't seen The Box, it's available on most streaming services, I imagine. It's a 2009 film. Didn't do quite so well, but it's got some big stars in it. Richard Kelly wrote and directed it, based on the story by Richard Matheson, and I was highly entertained by it this time. Still a great movie, no, but I see what he was trying to do. Um, I didn't go in, I had completely forgotten it's a period piece. It takes place in the mid-70s. I just didn't even, that didn't even register, but that, is a conceit of the story to remove things like cell phones and, and being able to Google things and things, you know, it, it, it adds a layer of mystery because they don't have all the technology that we have these days to look things up, to investigate, to figure things out. You know, they basically kind of have to go with what's sitting in front of them and their gut instincts. And that's great. It, it, it plays out well and it makes for great drama. I think Richard Kelly is, is just a director in search of the perfect project. I think Southland Tales was ambitious, but I haven't seen it in so long. I can't comment on whether or not it was actually bad or just I didn't like it that much. Donnie Darko, every time I revisit that, I'm just still amazed that this was an early film from a person that, that you know, it's complicated and it's complex and it works in, on many levels and it, Donnie Darko is just great. He had nothing to do with the sequel. He will, he will tell you uh, very quickly and that's good. He lost the rights to it when he was 24 years old, so he doesn't actually have the rights to not Donnie Darko anymore. So, 
It'll be interesting to see what he, what comes next because after the box, it was just one thing after another. He just couldn't get movies made for whatever reason. So hopefully uh, he works on something soon that comes out, well, when things kind of get back to normal. And we'll see what happens with Richard Kelly going forward. I just, I'm going to go back and rewatch Donnie Darko now. I really appreciate the guy's work, uh, just how that movie was all put together. But the box now moves out of the disappointment to, I would watch that again, I the acting. It, it's great to watch how these characters deal with the situation and the situations that evolve from it. Uh, I really was entertained by it. It may be a hair long because it plays out more of a drama than any kind of action movie. It does, does try and rat, ratchet up the tension towards the end, but... Overall, The Box, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And if you have, maybe go check it out again uh, in the dearth of new things to watch. It actually uh, it held, held up pretty good 11 years later. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. All my links are down below. Please check them out. Subscribe. Sharing is caring and all that good stuff. And thank you for listening. You took uh, nine minutes out of your day to check out this review, and I really appreciate it. Have an incredible day. <laughs>